New day, new beginning. The caravan moves on. Let us take stock. Let us make use of our intelligence, our presence of mind, (coughs) our capacity to, to return to what is immediately happening. Rather than getting lost in the rumination about our past, in the apprehensive or anticipatory fantasizing about the future. What can I know now? What is it I can be an immediate witness of? A body, a mind, its rhythms, a heartbeat, the pulse of my breathing. my immediate sensory experience, by the weight of this body, its warmth, its size, the awareness where it makes contact with itself, the warmth of my size, the touch of my clothing on the skin, the pressure of my pillow, my chair, my cushion, my bench. The many familiar sensations, <coughs> the inside of my body, areas which I circle because I expect tension there even if there isn't, areas which I sense the tension all too well, areas which I don't seem to feel where I can only go to the white edge and wait and and hover and see whether something emerges areas which are easy to feel maybe your hands, maybe your face maybe particular parts of your body where you have an easy access to so there is a landscape there And then there is something that is capable of being aware of that landscape. Usually I'm preoccupied with the particular part of that landscape my attention rests on. But it is also as if I could look the other way. I could look and feel more deeply into that which is capable of being aware that which makes the, this landscape arise, that which opens the field into which all the experiences I have arise into. There is something that knows. There is something that can deeply listen, deeply connect, deeply see, deeply be in touch with In fact, it could do other things as well. It could taste and it could sniff out things. So much of our relationship to ourselves is construed via the metaphor or the analogy to the field of seeing, 
to the sense of seeing. But I can relate in other ways than just seeing, watching, observing. I can listen. If my relationship is built along the analogy to the sense of listening, I have a different relationship to my experience. It seems I go more into the experience rather than observing it from some distance when I listen I immerse myself I enter into I enter into a space somewhere into my heart or my chest area and I listen from that space I make myself very receptive that's what we do it's a direct consequence of the way our ears work, the way that they're fixed on our head. So we change our inner attitude if we want to favor the listening. We go to the inside, we close our eyes, and we receive. So what is my relationship if I listen to me? If I listen to the body and its sensations? If I listen to the mind and its voices? It's a very good skill, learning to discern differing voices in yourself. Uh, Don't speak about this with your psychiatrist, but just learn to listen to voices. And the thoughts you have in your head are differing voices. Sometimes you don't even need to listen to the content of the thought. It's it's alone to listen to the voice. You know you cannot trust this voice. This is an angry voice. This is a blaming voice. But this is a seductively reasonable voice. It's so plausible what it tells you. And it tells you exactly what you want to do. (coughs) Some of these voices are loud and clamor for a lot of attention. Some of them are kind of small, plaintive, shy. There's something in you that is capable of deep listening, not just to the loud and noisy ones. And you know something in your listening is quite trustworthy. If you heard such a voice outside, you would immediately know the mood of this person. You would know maybe the bias he or she has you would sense the glee that is behind the statement. Or you would hear the desire. You might even hear the delusion. You would hear the kindness. You would hear the trustworthiness. You would hear the joy very easily. We hear that in each other's voices. So why not use these skills when we meet the voices of our own mind? And sometimes we would just take a slight step back and just listen to the whole 
the whole of it. Listening to it like we listen to those rooks out there. You know, you don't really listen to individuals, you listen to the whole tree. You get a feel, okay, this is early morning, they're quite peaceful right now. Be worse in an hour. You have to patterns, we've noticed that, isn't it? Late in the evening, they're so quiet that you can hear the thrushes and the blackbirds. Most of the time, they're so loud, you can't hear them, but they're there. So we can take an attitude towards her, the cacophony of her own thoughts, the melee of her own voices. Like we can listen to those rogues. We don't actually listen to the individual message, but we listen to the, the vibe of the whole tree, isn't it? We get a feel for the general degree of agitation or indignation or no, sometimes even tenderness. And taking that place gives us a different perspective. It gives us other options. We don't need to believe, we don't need to sort out, we don't need to list, correlate, figure, control, stamp out, quieten, convince. We can just lean back and say, hmm, okay, hmm. I can actually resist the appeal. Most of the times he thoughts want something from me. Believe me, take me serious, do something, don't just sit around here. I'm important. I'm the last creative thought you're ever going to have. You better write me down right now. I'm the truth about you. This is really the bitter truth about your whole life, you know, and I'm telling it to you. And he's saying, no, thank you. I listen. You're just a voice in my head, and not even a nice one at that. Why should I believe you? Next one. So, when the space around his thoughts and voices widens, we learn to discern the stillness in between these thoughts, the stillness that is there in between the voices as a backdrop, as the ground of the very experience our attention so habitually focuses on. If we learn to defocus from the content and touch into the ground, beneath it, the ground that makes the arising of thought and voice and image and sensation possible. And suddenly the breath seems to go easier. The inner world becomes wider. I start to have a perspective on the parallelisms, thought and movement, are just one facet of mind. There is depth and stillness and calm underneath all of the movement. It is as if the ocean suddenly becomes perceptible while before we were only preoccupied with the waves. 
So let's see whether in the midst of our exercises, in the midst of the events that take place in our mind, you can get a taste of that stillness, that center, a depth that is capable of receiving, that is not easily shocked, that is not insulted, neither by desire nor by anger, that is there, greatly patient, available at any moment, any moment I turn toward, it is there. All I have to do is to turn toward it, open my mind to it, learn to hear it beneath the sounds, learn to discern it beneath the thoughts, learn to detect it under the cover of my emotions. See whether your breath can take you there, slowly deepening into that breath, into that sensation connected to this beautiful, soft function of this body with which you, when you attend to it, you can strengthen that calm, strengthen that clarity. Sitting here, receiving, completely vulnerable, completely open, and at the same time completely strong, beautifully still, connected, independent and not alone.